So uh, we're going to read tonight from Ephesians uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 15 to 23. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is the word of the Lord. So if you would like to open your Bibles at Ephesians chapter 1, if you've got a Bible with you. And Paddy read us these verses. These verses have been uh, an encouragement to me recently. Um, like a lot of scripture, I think they are on one level very straightforward, on another level extremely profound. <laughs> um, and the Lord speaks to us, doesn't he? Um, sometimes in very deep ways and other times in very simple, straightforward ways. And as I'm up here tonight, it'll be the latter. So, verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. If you look just above that in your Bible, you'll see in verses 11 to 14 that he's talking about people who had heard the word, so they'd heard about the gospel, they'd heard about Jesus. He's talking about people who had not only heard it, but had believed it. So you could call them believers. And he's talking to people who are sealed with the Holy Spirit, the mark of the seal of the Holy Spirit. They'd received the Spirit. And those are the people he's praying for. In verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. That's where we got our title, so that you may know him better. So they've come to faith, and Paul's prayer is that they would know their father better. Just like with um, Naomi, you know a little more about Naomi tonight than you did before the service, probably. And... In all the relationships we have, you get to know people by listening to them, yeah? by talking with them, by observing. And the longer the relationship goes on, the more you get to know them. And there's, a, if you like, an intentional aspect about faith, isn't there? That it's wanting to get to know our Father better. And that's Paul's prayer. And that's probably good for us to copy, to pray in that kind of way. And it speaks about a living relationship. It's not a static. You've come to faith. You've heard the word. You've believed. You have the spirit. Now just stand still. It's, no, it's living. It's moving. So how are they going to know the Father better? Well, he says, through the wisdom and revelation of the spirit. The spirit leads them into all truth. It's encouraging. And just like I mentioned earlier about Jeff speaking this morning, about the word and the spirit working together. And when the two work together, that's when we grow 
I pray that the eyes of your heart, in verse 18, may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Believers, we have a tremendous hope, don't we? Tremendous hope. And we've seen, just through some of the testimonies tonight, evidence of that hope working out in in the lives of people, how it affects them, right from Nepal to Wales to Wheatley. And there's times, I think, in our lives when we can lose, perhaps, um, sight of that hope. We can, you know, circumstances of life can uh, maybe crowd in a bit, and you lose that hope. And there are other times... um, as Elizabeth said, you know, it could be perhaps even like a bubble, a Christian bubble where it's very real, that the Lord's very tangible and present, um, and the hope is, you know, fills your complete vision. And in our lives we can be, I guess, in any part on that spectrum. But what's Paul's prayer again? His prayer is that the eyes of their heart will be enlightened so that they will know this hope. And again, that word know Not just, yeah, I've grasped it once, but it's something that will go on throughout the whole of your life, knowing that hope. And the Lord will teach us more about the depth of its meaning as you get older and you get to know him better. Pray that the eyes of their heart will be enlightened, and that will be our closing hymn in just a few minutes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, because what? I want to see you. So that's a good prayer, isn't it? To pray for each other, just like Paul did. Then in verse 19... And to know his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same, listen to this, as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. That is some power. So these people had heard the word of life. They believed it. They were sealed with the Spirit who enlightens the eyes of our hearts to see the glorious hope. And now God speaks of God's, Paul speaks of God's awesome power. That same power that raised Jesus from death to life. And this power is for us. Power to live as he wants. Power to overcome. But why, you might ask if you're in a slightly cynical mood tonight. Why do I need this power? Why? What purpose is this for? Is it for me? Is it for my benefit? Is it for me? Well, if you look at the end of verses 12 and 14, if you've got your Bible in front of you, look at the end part of those two verses. It's the same words. For the praise of his glory. That's the reason. What's the purpose? It's for the praise of his glory. See, it's not about us. It's all about Jesus. And all of these things, knowing our hope, knowing his power, having our eyes enlightened, it's for the praise of his glory. That's why. And carrying on in uh, verse 20, he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all authority, rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. See, our purpose is to live for his glory for he deserves all of our praise all of our honour that's our purpose for the praise of his glory and our testimonies tonight you know they're extremely encouraging 
And they're a reflection, aren't they, of his love and his grace towards us. And what's our response? Oh, it's worth running the camping weekly. It's worth going to Wales. It's worth visiting people in other countries. Because, you know, we see good things happening. That's good. But actually, it's for the praise of his glory. So our response should be when we hear testimony to encourage those that are serving in these ways because it's often sacrificial and it's hard work. But ultimately, what's it about? It's for the praise of his glory. So we share with them, we encourage them. But above all, we speak of his working in our lives for the praise of his glory. And then in verse 22, And God placed all things under his feet. This is still speaking about Jesus. And appointed him to be head over everything. Just remember those three words, head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. As I said before, some things are straightforward. That's a lovely couple of verses which are deep. God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So the title was Know Him Better tonight. We've taken it from these verses. So how do we know him better? Well, I think there's a clue as well, isn't there, in um, verse 22 there. Make him head over everything in your life. Make him head over everything. And we can copy Paul by praying for each other that we may all know him better. Why? For the praise of his glory. And we pray that he would enlighten the eyes of your heart. Yeah, Pray that for each other. That you would remember the glorious hope of the gospel and that you would experience his incomparably great power. What a great prayer to pray for each other.